You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to The Ride In DFS and betting podcast, Rocket Mortgage Week. I'll tell you what, I am absolutely loving providing golf content. I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. I have been playing DFS and betting golf uh, almost as long as I've been um, playing NFL DFS and and college football DFS and and everything like that. So uh, I'm just pumped to be uh, talking PGA every week with you guys on Twitter, on this podcast. Absolutely love it. So how did my week go? Well, I had zero DJ and somehow it still went very, very well. How did that happen? Well, uh, you know, I was pretty much on the right plays outside of DJ. Had a ton of Bryson, a ton of Hovland. Um, and then even some of the guys that we talked about um, betting first-round leader and having from the 7 and 6K range really popped. Um, Charlie Hoffman, Johnny Vegas, Harold Varner, Russell Henley, all guys that um, we were targeting from that low range ended up finishing really, really well and having nice Sundays. So basically, let's see here. Uh, 7x on DK. I came in third this tournament that I keep telling you guys about on Drafters Fantasy. I'm going to just stop right here and give it another plug. It's a tiers tournament. You pick players from each tier. They're, the only thing that counts is their strokes. There's no finishing position. There's no points for eagles, points for birdies, anything like that. Basically, your score is just added of the six golfers that you pick. The lowest score wins. Um, I actually finished third this week. It's an $11 buy-in with $1,000 up top. I finished third this week. I had a real, real good shot at taking home that first place $1,000 prize. But it's just a very enjoyable tournament to play in. You don't have to calculate anything. All you're looking for is strokes. And it's a a nice switch up from the salary-based tournaments on DraftKings and FanDuel. So if you're interested, drafters. Dot com drafters fantasy use the promo code pat at checkout you'll get 50 percent added to your first deposit um and then you know i i'll be remiss if i if i didn't talk about the success that i've had in the 1v1 matchups um over the last two weeks i have tweeted out on twitter 22 of my favorite 1v1 matchups right so the DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever sports book that you play on, they post um, the group matchups, right? So if someone uh, like Rafa Cabrera Bayo is matched up with Roger Sloan, that was a Sunday matchup, they'll post that line. And then you could bet a side, kind of like a football game, right? You're betting it's a 50 50 proposition, technically. Um, and I've just been using Fantasy National and trying to pinpoint guys that are playing below their baseline and guys that are playing above their baseline and then hope that each regress and and that works out. And it has to the tune of a record of 16 wins, four losses, two pushes in those 22 matchups that I tweeted out over the last two weeks. So running hot there for sure. Um, but it's been a really solid return to golf the last three tournaments. Um, let's keep it going with the Rocket Mortgage. It is at the Detroit Golf Club, the North Course, for the second year in a row. 
This course played incredibly easy last year. I heard they're going to grow out the rough a little bit, but it played so easy off the tee that the winners and the guys that finished high barely gained any strokes off the tee, which is somewhat unusual. Um, so basically what I did is I pulled up the course on Fantasy National, and we'll just I'll pinpoint a few of the, the, the key things that I see um, obviously won't give you uh, all the information that I'm looking at because I suggest that you subscribe to Fantasy National yourself. Um, but if you sort by, you know, top five, top ten, it, it shows you exactly what stats these players excelled at throughout the week to get them that top five finish. It looks like approach and putting are were the two most important stats last year. And remember, there's only one tournament ever played at this course um, for the Rocket Mortgage. This is only the second year. Remember, Nate Lashley won it last year after being an alternate. Um, basically found out during the week that he was going to be in the field, came in and absolutely blew away the competition with, I think, maybe a 25 under. And Doc Redman came in second, too, something that you will have to keep in mind. Um, if we look, uh, strokes gained around the green uh, didn't really pop much. Off the tee didn't pop much. Um, so, uh, and then if we look at hole-by-hole -hole scoring, um, par 4 and par 5 scoring pretty close. Par 3 scoring not as important last year. Three-putt avoidance. Obviously, uh, most winners are going to avoid three putts. One thing that was really... Um, that really popped that I was looking at is sand saves. Um, so... Nate Lashley played amazing out of the sand last year. This course is guarded by a lot of bunkers, so sand play is going to be something that's important. I don't think I'm going to weight it much in the model that I make, but uh, if I know someone is notoriously bad out of the sand, probably will be avoiding them this week. Um, all right, let me take a sip of this. It is... 6.30 a.m. Tuesday, Eastern Time. So I just had to take a slug of coffee there. Um, already have a workout in. Already have, I mean, did the re did this research yesterday, but already have a workout in, and it's 6.30 a.m. So bear with me if I sound a little groggy. Um, some other things that I noticed, the, the most approaches on this course come from 200 yards or more. And that's likely due to the fact that there are five fairly easy par fives. Um, so I did wait. Eagles gained a little bit this week just because there are four par fives. And they are the, in terms of difficulty, they are the four easiest holes on the course. Two of them have nearly a 50% birdie rate so um and then the eagle percentages are up there for two for those two holes as well the 17th and 18th ranked holes on the course so i think we're gonna see a lot of eagles so i, I looked at guys that are good at converting eagles and also opportunities gained which means um within 15 feet for birdie or are on the green in under regulation meaning they have an eagle putt so also i think long irons are going to come into play with that uh, approach of 200 or more being the most frequently hit shot. So I just weighted uh, proximity to the hole from 200 plus yards a little bit. Let's talk about my the model that I created. Um, 
Obviously, like I always say, I'm not going to give away all the secret sauce because I think everybody should go over to Fantasy National, subscribe, and, and you know, kind of do their own thing and, and see who pops for you. But I waited. Obviously, strokes gained approach was one of the things that um, flashed the most here above everything else. And it's going to most weeks, right? Because, uh, you know, your shot into the green is one of the most vital. But I also looked at recent form, you know, just how how pl- players are playing since the restart. Um, I looked at Donald Ross design players, guys that pop on Donald Ross courses. Detroit Golf Club is a Donald Ross design. Also threw in some par four scoring um, and opportunities gained weighted that pretty heavily as well. A little bit of putting, a little bit of eagles gained. And then for tiebreakers... I think this is important this week. These aren't factored into my model, but if I was down between two guys, I looked at two different stats. Par three scoring 200 plus yards. And there are two par threes on the course, um, fairly difficult ones that are over 200 yards. So I I looked at anybody that popped there. And then, like I said, proximity 200 plus um, on approach, you know, use that as a tiebreaker as well. So let's get into the DraftKings pricing and see who I will be targeting. I'm just going to go right from the top to the bottom um, quickly, but just going to discuss the guys that I like, anybody that's popped for me. Obviously, at the top here, we have six guys over 10K. Bryson's 11.7. Doesn't deter me. Um, Webb is 1,100 flat, 10.7 for Hatton, 10.5 for Reed, 10.2 for Matsuyama, and an even 10,000 for Victor Hovland. Now, here's the thing. It's going to be very tricky to get two of these guys in your lineup. Now, it's definitely possible, but I mean, if you put two of them in, you're, you're around 7K left in cap. So you're scraping the barrel at two or three positions, two or three spots in your lineup after that. So I'll probably have one of them in most lineups, but then, you know, drop down to that 9 or 8K range because it just does get a little too dicey at the bottom to have two 6K guys. It's not like last week. I don't think that there is a ton of value under 7K. There are some some guys that I'll, I'll be taking a shot on, um, but there not as many guys pop under, you know, 7.5K uh, as, as last week. So, deciphering who is the best play at the top is going to be difficult. I'm always going to be on Bryson. 11-7 is a bit much, but I will be on him for sure. Um, Obviously, Victor Hovland, he's going to be a win bet of mine this week. I mentioned it on Sunday, I believe. He is just an absolute machine aside from putting. And the week that he gets hot with his putter is going to be the week that he wins going away. Um, if you look at his, if you punch any statistic into a model, he, Victor Hovland is going to pop for you aside from putting and, uh, you know, around the green, he has struggled, but he's, you know, since the restart, he's looked okay. Uh, it's just really putting. But I mean, everything else, approach, Eagles gain, par four scoring, opportunities gain, um, even proximity from 200 plus, that tiebreaker, he's there. So he and Bryson are going to be my most heavily weighted at the top. I think I'm going to have to 
be a little bit underweight on Webb Simpson and Patrick Reed. I think they're going to see a ton of ownership, and I think relative to the field, I'll have less of them. Hatton, I, I don't mind either, but um, and Matsuyama, I'm, I'm out on. So if I were to rank the guys above 10K, I would say Hovland, Bryson, Hatton, Webb, Patrick Reed, and Hideki Matsuyama. That is the, the ranking that I would give those guys. I'll probably be much underweight on those bottom three, Webb, Patrick Reed, and Hideki. I mean, Webb, is he going to win two tournaments in a row? Probably not. So I think I will um, fade there. Not saying I'll completely have zero of him, but um, he's not going to be someone I'm going to take a stand on really this week. As for the 9K range, don't love it. Um, I'm going to bet Ricky because I always do, but Sungjae, Ricky, Tony Finau, Bubba Watson, Kevin Na, Scotty Scheffler, I don't really mind having very little of those guys. If anything, I would go down to the bottom. Nah, I kind of like his, you know, his form has been good. He is um, traditionally a good putter, which is something that looks like is going to be necessary here at the Detroit Golf Club. So Nah and Scheffler may have a little bit of them. Harris English has withdrawn. He has COVID. But then this 8K range is where I'm going to concentrate on um, four guys, and it is Rory Sabatini. He absolutely eats Donald Ross courses for breakfast. His form has been decent. He's good par four scoring opportunities gain. He ranks up there, um, and he's pretty high in those two tiebreakers of you know par three scoring over two hundred yards and proximity uh, approach over two hundred yards as well. So uh, Sabs, I think, is going to, he's going to be, and he's priced up. You know, DraftKings did a good job. He's 8,800. It's a weaker field. He crushes Donald Ross designs. So I think maybe the fact that Sabatini's 8,800, you know, a lot of people might not be able to stomach to swallow the fact that they are uh, paying almost 9K for Rory Sabatini. He ranks out ninth in this model that I created. So I'll be all over him. Uh, Jason Day, no thanks. JT Poston, no thanks. They just, uh, I mean, they've been absolutely horrid with their approaches. I just can't get on them. Doc Redman, he's my guy. He has been um, for a while. And, you know, he came second here last year. Kind of got him his uh, temporary status on tour. So I really like him. He is first in approach since the restart. Uh, first in opportunities gained since the restart. He is, I know off the tee doesn't really, didn't really pop here last year, but he is crushing it off the tee. He is just, I mean, statistically just uh, playing very, very well. And as one of, he's playing like a top player on tour right now. So all over Doc Redman. I like Lucas Glover. He pops a little bit as well. Um, he's crushed it on approach. He's in good form and, uh, you know, he's, he's up there in opportunities gained as well. So I like Lucas Glover and then Eric Van Rooyen. I mean, uh, he's, he's a guy that I think is going to win on tour soon. He's 8k. He ranks out 12th in this model. Um, his form has been good recently rates out highly in approach Here's the thing, he's not someone who in the past 
has really popped with opportunities gained. And if you guys need a refresher, opportunities gained 15 feet for birdie on approach or on the green in under regulation, meaning you have an eagle putter better. So he he hasn't really popped in that traditionally, um, you know, over his last, whatever it may be, 36 rounds. However, since the restart, he has done a much better job um, at, you know, throwing darts, stuffing it in close. So I think Eric Van Royen is someone who I will be targeting in my DraftKings lineup pretty heavily. Then I'm going to drop, I mean, maybe maybe go back to Brian Harmon. He burned a lot of people, um, but he's, I, I would still consider him in decent form. He plays these Donald Ross courses pretty well. So I think Harmon might be somebody that I go back to on this uh, since he burned a lot of people last week. My man, HB3, won me a two ball over the weekend, and his game is just there. He's set up for a run um, similar to Colonial. I mean, he's second in approach since the restart. He's in great form. He's up there, and he's top 10 in opportunities gained, top 10 in proximity from 200-plus yards. He's killing it off the tee. Um, so I think, you know, the only thing with him is the putter, and I think if he can get that going this week, he's going to pop again. So I like Harold Varner. Here's my guy for the week, though. Planting the flag on Scott Stallings. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Here's why. He crushes it. He's ranked second on the tour in Eagles gained. And we mentioned, you know, we want to have guys here who are, who have a chance at Eagle putts on those par fives. Um, Because then Eagle putts usually turn into easy birdies if you don't convert the Eagle. But he's in great form. We saw him play very well last week he's up there in approach and he's number one in proximity from 200 plus yards so I think you know that distance into the green is not going to deter him so at 7,500 Scott Stallings is ranks out eighth in this model and at 7,500 on DraftKings that is someone I will be all over I'm going to go to Will Gordon I mean you know had heard of him you know had followed him a little bit uh, but him coming in third and, you know, doing what Doc Redman did last year, earning that temporary status, sponsor exemption status, et cetera, on the tour, I mean, I wouldn't mind going back to him uh, here. He may have a little bit of ownership, but that's okay. Um, other guys that pop in this model, Mark Hubbard at 7,200. He has played well since the restart, but um, the thing for me is his his Eagles scoring, uh, his, his Eagles game is really up there, and those are the guys that I'm going to target on DraftKings this week, you know, not necessarily bet on them um, for top 20s or, you know, take them for first round leader or even outrights, but these guys that can drain Eagles, that have a shot at Eagle on um, these par fives are the guys that you want because that can really swing the scoring, um, you'd rather a guy that, that makes eagles and, and doubles rather than just pars his way through the entire course. So let's see who else pops here. Kyle Stanley. Um, and I mean, here's the thing with, with Kyle Stanley. He is normally really good with approach, 
However, his, since the restart, he's actually lost strokes on approach. I think if that can can turn around, I mean, he, you know, uh, he's up there, last 50 opportunities gained. Same thing for last 12 rounds, opportunities gained, all up there, but he has lost strokes on approach. Um, his form hasn't been great since uh, he played well on Sunday. He He finished fairly high last week at the Travelers, but overall just not a great restart for him. I think if you're looking for other guys under like like cheapies, if you're gonna go, you know, heavy up top, uh, my favorite guys under, let's say, under Scott Stallings, like under that seven and a half k range. Man, Cameron Percy really pops for me. He's uh, statistically. It looks like he should have um, a really solid tournament. He's up there in approach. He's up there in eagles gained. He's up there in opportunities gained. Um, he's good off the tee. I don't see how or why Cameron Percy can't come top 10 at this event. So I like him at 6,500. Other guys, uh, man, I never like playing... Uh, the 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 cheesesteak hoagie Tom Hoagie, but um, he's he's good on approach. He he's a good approach player, and he's a fairly good putter as well. So um, I think we could consider Hoagie at seven k. Um, Sebastian Munoz. He rates out um, really well in this model as well. For someone that's only seventy one hundred, he comes in. 18th doesn't really pop anywhere specifically um since the restart he's been solid in opportunities gained and he does rate first in par threes so that could definitely be something um one thing that i noticed when you sort by who made the cut last year um, they gained a ton of strokes on par threes so i think you know highlighting guys that are decent on par threes and hoping that they make the cut um in these lower Dollar tiers is something that we could look at as well. Tyler Duncan, 10th in approach since the restart. Um, another guy that's pretty good from 200 plus, 10th in opportunities gained. So he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good bet as well. Has been playing really well recently. Uh, let's see who else. Tyler McCucumber, he pops in the model. He's someone I wouldn't have a ton of, but statistically uh, he should match up fairly well with this course Cameron Davis is number one in Eagles gained so I think that's he's someone to you know worthy of taking a stab on potentially a, a first round leader bet I think it would be wise to probably stay away from Nate Lashley I know he won it here last year um, but just not in good form, losing tons of strokes over his last four tournaments. RBC missed the cut. Charles Schwabe missed the cut before the restart. Um, missed the cut at Arnold Palmer, missed the cut at Genesis. He did come third at the Waste Management. And then, you know, last year in the swing season, had some success. But, I mean, he's just not someone... That I'm going to target this week. I think because he's the defending champion, because he ran away with it last year, the ownership is just going to be too much. Um, I don't see him 
repeating or you know being worth a play at his ownership. All right, that will do it for the DraftKings portion of the show. Let's talk bets. Um, I have currently placed a wager on Ricky Fowler because, you know, like I say, I'm just a big Ricky Fowler fan. And any tournament that I think he has even a glimmer of hope at winning, I'm placing a bet on Ricky Fowler. He is like the electric bill uh, in my budget. He just gets a line and for the month. And, you know, there's it says electric bill, gas bill, groceries, Ricky Fowler bet. And he's just, I factor him in to the budget. So, Victor Hoblin, um, 22 to 1. The number's kind of short. The field is weak. I don't care. I think he's going to win very, very soon. Doc Redman, as I mentioned, came here second last year. Absolutely pops. Rates out fifth in the model. And at 55 to 1 is where I found him. Absolutely all over Doc Redman. Um, and then obviously Rory Sabatini, I mentioned he, he just crushes Donald Ross designs. I think he has a, a solid shot of, of placing high this week. And then the long shot, my long shot, I found him at 100 to 1. I think it was on DraftKings. Probably going to search around for a little bit higher of a number, but I'll pull the trigger at 100 to 1 if I have to. And that's Scott. Stallings. And, you know, some of the guys that I mentioned in that 6 and 7K range, I'll probably take shots on at first round leader. Somebody like Stallings, um, even maybe Redman or Sabatini, I'll take a first round leader stab if the number's right. But also guys like Tyler Duncan and Cameron Percy. So first round leader bet is, is, you know, I'm just hoping that maybe even Harold Varner, I'm hoping that I catch a hot putter and one of these guys that are 100 or 150 to 1 just ends up being the Thursday leader. I'm not trying to put down, um, you know, big bucks on Bryson or Webb or anything like that to be the first round leader. Okay, before we get out of here, I will still probably post my 1v1 matchups on Twitter. Uh, You know, once you go 16-4 in a two-week stretch, the DMs were lighting up. Are you, are you definitely posting them tomorrow? And I just don't want to disappoint anybody because I'll I'll be honest with you, 16 and 4 over a two-week stretch is probably unsustainable. You know, hitting 80% of these 1v1s is, is almost certainly unsustainable. I've just run hot, basically, since the restart in picking these 1v1s. But I'll still post them. And to be completely honest, I don't think that I am like this superior 1v1 matchup handicapper. I basically just load up Fantasy National, see who's playing above their baseline, who's getting lucky, who's draining 40-foot putts to to make the weekend and betting against them. You know, and then I I then I on the other end I see who's sticking the ball close and you know getting unlucky with 10-footers and I bet on those guys. So basically it's just, you know, seeing who's playing above their baseline, who's playing below their baseline, hoping things regress to the mean and taking advantage of it. Um, but I'll still post them, and, you know, just word of warning, 80%, probably unsustainable going forward. And also, huge help to me if you join drafters, use the promo code PAT at deposit. Um, uh, like I said, I love their best ball product for NFL, love the new PGA stuff they're putting out, definitely uh, different and enjoyable. So if you do join drafters.com, make sure you enter the promo code PAT at checkout for 50%
added to your deposit bonus. Good luck this weekend in your betting and your daily fantasy lineups for the Rocket Mortgage. You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James.